Hi, there's Phoebe, franchise entrepreneur. Today's podcast, I want to talk to you about family businesses and what's happening to them, what's been happening to them in the past, um, how you can attract and retain family members into the business and the methods of doing that and how you can scale your business going forward which will help the longevity of your business so to start with you may have noticed so let's um let's look at restaurants because that's obviously where my main background is in and where my main expertise is in so observations on restaurants and this has been going on for probably a number of years especially with the Chinese and Indian businesses but it's not just um, limited to them it's uh, it can be any ethnic background but what tends to happen is founding members they work they set up these restaurants or or whatever business it is and it gets to a point where the founding member is hoping to pass that on to his children or relatives and there just is not the interest there from them and this has become a lot more obvious these days because with um, with new technology with more people going to university more opportunities for young youngsters these days to have different careers you know, there's more and more people going to university you know back in the day when I was I was a kid uh, it was probably maybe only about 15% of the um, children that left school went on to further education now it's the vast majority so there are more opportunities more of them go to universities um, children have more expectations now they've not necessarily want to go into the family business and particularly if they've seen uh, the father or mother or family working in that business for a number of years and they've seen what it's taken um, for them to, to keep and maintain those businesses and in particularly that if those businesses have not moved on you know if it's one restaurant or maybe even it's only two restaurants or if it's a corner shop or it's you know a, a small furniture shop or something like that why would they want to you know to carry that on it's not of interest and they've gone to university they've studied you know why would they want to come back into it so what do you do what do you do to keep your business alive so it continues to generate income not just for for your retirement years but also it's a family asset you know you may have spent 20 30 years building that business and it would be such a shame to see that business thing evaporate before your very eyes because you can't attract family into it. You're beginning to lose interest in it yourself because you know naturally you you want to retire, you want to move the business on. You've got you're faced with only a few options. You sell that business, which can be an emotional, difficult thing to do. If it's something you've been working on for a number of years, businesses lose their shine. You know, you lose your enthusiasm for a business, particularly if you're approaching retirement. So that business may not be worth as much as what it was. So it's all about timing. It's all about when is the right time for you to be looking to protect your asset, to potentially look 
at where and what it is that you're aiming to do in your retirement is is it an opportunity for you to still keep it within the family or is it something that maybe you need to bring in outside management and there's the potential for you to continue to earn to earn money from it or you sell it but you sell it early enough that you have not um, you've not lost the enthusiasm enthusiasm for the business and therefore it's lost its shine and its attraction and its earning potential for any new person coming in to buy it so when's the right time to to be looking at it? well basically from day one you know it's if it's a business that you're looking to retain and you want to keep it in the family so for instance you take an example of my business now presently I have about 18 individual stores that are open there's a mixture of franchise restaurants and company-owned restaurants and we have a number of other brands within there now I made a decision a number of years ago that only having one or two was not what I wanted I was more ambitious than that but I will I also had one eye on the fact that you know what's going to happen in the future if I was to leave my business to my children I wanted to leave something that was of a, a decent size that would be attractive to them um, but also valuable asset going forward as well now that business has been running a number of years I've got two two young children who are six and nine I've worked out that I've probably got 15 years um, to get the business to a state where it isn't just about restaurants and that it's also of a size that will hopefully be more attractive to my children because I'm hoping that they'll go to university um, now they may not necessarily want to get involved in the business at some point in the future it doesn't matter how big I make it or how attractive they may not want to get involved but they're more likely to if I give them more options so if the business is is diversified it's not just about restaurants it's about uh, we've got our own shop fit team um, you know in 15 years you know we will certainly want and need a surveyor um, we will certainly be looking to have owned and renovate our own properties for both commercial and residential use and we've got a number of different brands We've also got a social media company that is doing personal branding. So we're already moving into different sectors. We're also setting up a training academy as well. Um, this podcast is, is part of my branding going forward. So there's a number of options. So in, a, in 10, 15 years time, when my children leave university, they won't just look at the business as a restaurant they will look at it and say well okay look this is a business that has multiple options for me accountancy training um, hr solicitors um you know and then the restaurant side and then maybe if they don't want to do that it may be more hands-on they may want to be a chef they may want to um, do the building side of it so it's a lot more likely that they are going to be attracted to the business now any one of you can do this whether you've got one business now whether you've got two or three to start planning forward there's a real temptation that you have one restaurant or you have one business and it provides the living that you want now 
and it provides a good living. And I've had so many conversations with people in the past where they've said, oh, you know, they can't get their family attracted to the business, they're leaving university, you know, the business has, has, has been good to them, it's provided the living, etc., 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 but the business is going to go because we want to retire. And it's, well, what did you do to expand that business when you had the opportunity? And the answer is always nothing. They've taken the money out, they've spent the money, they've bought themselves the really nice house, they've had a really good living, they've had a good life from it. And, that, and that's fine, if that's all you wanted, then by all means, crack on, that's what you do. But if your aim was to continue with that asset, that you've been working on for 20, 30 years and you didn't want to see it die, then you have to invest in it. And you have to invest in the vision that you have of that business going forward and the opportunities for your children to come and be involved in it. Even if they don't want to be involved in it, it means that you could potentially put a management structure in place where your family can continue to benefit from that asset that you've spent so many years building up. I, I think it's criminal that so many businesses fall by the wayside because the owner just did not think it through for the future. There's such a you know, big opportunity there for that asset to just continue to keep on earning the money, the passive income. All it needed was a plan at the right stage. So plan it out as early as you can. Maybe you haven't got children already, but look to see how you can develop your business, how it can continue to earn you income, not just for five, six, seven, ten years or 20 years, but well into the future. So all of that time that you've invested into it, that asset continues to be an asset for years going forward. Now, people talk about property being a great asset, which it obviously is. But the thing with property is that you just keep hold of it and keep hold of it. There's no reason why you can't think of a business in exactly the same mode. You know, and after all, a business is more likely to earn you an ongoing passive income than a property. Property will go up in capital value. But a business can keep earning you money for many years to come. And it can be an asset to your family for years to come, regardless of whether your children want to get involved in it or not. You know, I didn't know what I wanted to do until I was probably, you know, my late 30s. So your children may leave university, they may not want to get involved in it, but, but if that business is there and providing them an income and providing you an income and helping support them do the things that they actually do want to do, then that is a very, very valuable asset to have and it's something that you should not dismiss lightly. And after all, people change their mind. You know, what I wanted to do when I was 20 is completely different from what I wanted to do when I was 35. Um, your children may come round to the idea, and not only that, it's not just about your children, it's about your grandchildren. Maybe your grandchildren would want to get involved. Businesses can go on from generation to generation. They don't have to die after four, five, six, ten years. I fully intend to have my business in, in 30 years. And I'm hoping that regardless of whether my family want to be involved in it or not, 
it will continue to generate income, it will diversify, it will become different sections and different sectors. We'll have property, we'll have our shop fitting, we will have our, our media uh, side of things, and we will have our, our core business, which is currently our core, is our restaurants and multiple brands. So there's lots going on there. And I think if we can have strength in depth and a strong core, you can always bolt on things to, to your business, just as I'm doing at the moment. You know, your children may not want to get involved in the asset as it is and as it stands at the moment. But if you can explain to them and say, well, okay, look, it started off with restaurants and then I got interested in this and I got interested in that and we bolted that on and we bolted that on and their business became a lot bigger because I was interested in those other things. And quite simply, your children can then stamp their um, personality on the business as well. Because the reality is, is when children take over from their, their parents, more often than not, you know, the business is in their parents, um, it's got all their personality stamped over that business. You know, it's in their image. And that can be a hard thing for children to come in and then start making changes to. Particularly, they're not just going to come in and, and take it over from day one. The chances are that the parent is still going to be around for a while and looking over their shoulder and and gently easing them into sections of the business for them to take over. That's difficult because the parent wants to make sure that the business is in good hands and not everything has changed overnight. And you know, the children want to come in and decide to make some changes, to stamp their authority, to take maybe the business in a slightly different direction. The bigger the business is, the more likely it's able to handle that situation. Because quite simply, what you can do is say, well, okay, look, son, daughter, you look after this section of the business over here. Show me what you can do there. You can run that the way in which you want to. And whilst you're doing that, I will continue to oversee the remaining part of the business. So they can gently come in and start to um, get their feet under the table, start to prove what they can do and shape that element of the business the way in which they want to. Alternatively, they can bring a completely new part into the business. So they may be solicitors, you know, they may have trained to be a solicitor. Well, there's nothing wrong with them not only handling all the legal documentation, etc., uh, for the existing business, but they could also set up then their own solicitors firm and therefore bolt that onto the main business. So they can take it into a completely different direction. There's no reason why they should just set up on their own. They can still have an affiliation with, with the main business. So there's lots and lots of options which you will not have if you do not invest in your business in the early stages to take it forward and to expand. Don't moan about your children not getting involved in the business if you don't do anything to attract them and keep them in the business. So, you know, that's, I guess, my main point is, is if you want a legacy, you want to keep your business within uh, the family or you want it to carry on earning and, and you don't want to have wasted those 30 years I say wasted, they're not wasted, you've managed to get your, your livelihood from it, but it doesn't have to die with your retirement. No business has to die with the retirement. 
it's an asset. Keep it as an asset. Think of it as an asset. Nurture it and keep on investing in it for your family and for yourself going forward. When you retire, you can continue to earn some income from this. So to summarize, in order to keep family interests in your business, you need to plan early for succession, regardless of whether that is for the family to take it over, um, or it's for a management structure put in place. Single unit businesses don't tend to last beyond the founder, the, well, the founder's retirement, and that's a fact. Businesses who have got, who are particularly vulnerable are Asian and Indian ethnic backgrounds because historically they could rely on family um, to take over those businesses. And as I've said previously, um, the youth of today is much more likely to go to university, has higher expectations and he's unlikely to want to take over those businesses. And you've seen that every single day. Um, it's, a, it's a fact that a lot of Indian restaurants are closing down because they can no longer attract the family members into the business. And that's exactly the same for the Chinese community as well. Um, but it's not unique to them, but it certainly impacts them in a, in a significant way. So plan ahead, plan the structure that you want, Plan for your retirement. Plan to create a business that can continue to give you and your family a passive income going forward, regardless of whether your family members want to be part of that business in the future. In order to make that business more attractive for your family, um, diversify, make it bigger, make it more interesting, give your children options, and try and introduce them into the business at as an early age as possible to help them understand the business and what it has and what potential it has for them in the future. They may just look at it as a, a one dimensional business um, and you can show them that no, it can be anything they want they can make their future dreams come true with this business by taking it in various different directions this gives them a strong foundation and they should use that foundation to build their lives on just as you have built your